Tonight, MJF is heading north of the border to get rebar mitzvahed in Winnipeg? What's next? They're going to allow legalized gambling on pro wrestling? Wait, what? WWE's doing just that? They're, they're trying for... Okay, well, we'll talk about that story. Plus, GCW becomes the latest roadblock in AEW's video game delays. We're finally finding out who will be in the WWE Hall of Fame for 2023. Plus, now that MJF is the Iron Man, where does he go from here? Is it too much too soon? Or is MJF on the path to be one of the greatest of all time? It all begins right now on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, it's Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event, powered by TotalSportCards.com, Canada's number one stop for all WWE, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. That's TotalSportCards.com. This show is always free for you on the air on TSN Radio across Canada, the iHeartRadio and News Talk Networks, and through our affiliate stations across the country and around the world online at snmeradio.com. Now, you get this show early along with our all-new Patreon podcast lineup for just 5 bucks a month at patreon.com slash Radio, Weekly TV reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows, UFC, music, comedy, and a bunch more, all at patreon.com slash Radio. Every week, thousands of stories try and get noticed by the Academy of Wrestling Pundits, but only five get chosen to be our nominees for the weekly award show we call The Five Count. You want to hear the breaking news? While WWE is looking to see if they can get gambling on their events and matches legalized, they're also going speed dating with some potential buyers next month. Now, among those potential suitors, despite saying they weren't looking to change their leverage, which means not looking to blow a bunch of cash right now, Endeavor Group Holdings, who own UFC, are still reported by CNBC to be in the running. Among others, the Saudis are in the mix, and all bidders are being considered. WWE is still adamant that there is the possibility that a sale may not happen. Sticking with WWE, it's been established that Rey Mysterio will be the first inductee announced into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023. That announcement actually happened this past Friday on SmackDown. Now, the latest on Rey Rey going into the Hall of Fame is that his longtime friend, former WCW star Conan, will be inducting him at the ceremony set to take place after SmackDown on the WrestleMania weekend. Now, Mick Foley has also indicated that he was approached by a potential inductee for this year about being the one to speak for him or her, but no indication has been made as yet who that could be. I'm putting money down on Melina. If you remember back in the day, they had this great like social media friendship thing. We'll see what happens. Either way, with Rey Mysterio going into the Hall of Fame, this will actually be the second time that an active member of the WWE roster has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. The first, of course, being Ric Flair. As AEW heads north of the border, could the first show in Winnipeg be the site of Jade Cargill's first loss? With AEW Dynamite and Rampage emanating from Jets country this Wednesday, the AEW TBS champion Jade Cargill is planning on challenging a Canadian woman to her next match. The question is, which Canadian woman could she be talking about? Popular opinion is that current free agent Taya Valkyrie 
who is said to be sought after by both AEW and WWE, where she portrayed Frankie Monet in NXT, is the person that's going to show up on Wednesday. But then again, it could be anybody. For those that aren't from the area, Canada, you know, this giant country actually has an incredible amount of great women wrestlers. So it could be anybody. We'll find out what happens, of course, on Dynamite. The Hitman has had his name hung in the rafters of the Calgary Saddle Dome. It happened last night at the third annual Brett Hitman Heart Game for the WHL's Calgary Hitmen, a team which Brett helped co-find back in 1995. Now, the celebration included tributes from past Hitmen players who have gone on to the NHL, coaches, as well as one familiar voice to wrestling fans. Woo! Brett Hart, Nature Boy here, brother, live from Tampa, Florida. I understand they're going to honor you March 11th. The Hitman from Calgary, named after the one and only Hitman, Bret Hart, raising a banner at the Saddle Dome. Woo! Bret Hart, you are the man! The night also came with the release of the new Bret Hart-themed jersey, as well as several highlights throughout the night. And could GCW be the latest stumbling block on the release of the long-awaited AEW video game, Fight Forever? This past week, GCW filed a trademark claim on the term, as that was the name they used for their 2021 24-hour-long pay-per-view. Where it sits now is that AEW has asked for a 90-day extension where they can have the claim reviewed. AEW had actually filed for the trademark Fight Forever first, but that was after the GCW event. GCW applied for the same trademark four months after AEW claimed the title for their video game. It looks like it's going to some sort of settlement, although GCW's Brett Lauderdale has gone on record saying that they are not after any of Tony Khan's money, but the two sides are still talking. Well, coming up, there's a lot of business behind the scenes of wrestling, but we're going to talk about some of the stuff on screen as well. But we dig deep with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. He's going to answer a bunch of questions. Plus, we're going to get some of your feedback on MJF. And for the third week in a row, Dan the Mouth Lebransky and Joe Aguinaldo will join me as we dive more into the future for Maxwell Jacob Friedman. There's a lot more to come here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. TotalSportCards.com, Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products with the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. It's time! It's time! It's time for the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event. So where do we start this week, Dave? Do we go with the backstage business? Do we go with the on-camera business? Or do we go with the business business? Because, man, there's a lot going on in wrestling this week. There's always a lot, but yeah, business, business. I don't know. Whatever one you want to start with, I'm okay with anything. Well, yeah, we might as well start with the business business here because uh, what, what do you call this? Uh, an offering, a summit? I'm calling it the WWE for Sale Summit where they're going to be meeting with a bunch of potential investors, I guess, next month or potential buyers. So what do we know of this? And and CNBC was even reporting that despite Endeavor saying otherwise, they they might still be in the race to buy this thing. Um, I can't imagine they would be because everything that they've said, as far as like leveraging and everything, it goes against, you know, every, you know, and especially with that 
you know, with a high asking price. I mean, you know, they had to leverage like crazy to get to the four billion for UFC, and they've got five billion in debt right now. And the idea that they would take on, you know, whatever it's going to cost. I mean, it's going to cost. I would say I know Vince is trying to get nine, and I I think that you know it's going to take eight to get it, maybe more. So it doesn't it, the endeavor doesn't make sense anymore. But uh, you know who knows? You think eight billion? Because you know they always say like if you if you want to sell something, you obviously price it high, and then you take sure. You know what? Yeah. This is your actual price, right? So you think eight is the actual number? Well, I mean, there's no actual number. The actual number is right. whatever the, what the highest offer is, and it's you know, and Saudi has an unlimited amount of money. So they can go as high as they want if they want it, and I know they want it. So, it you know I don't know that they'll get nine for it because that's uh, but you know obviously that's that's the price he wants. Um, it's, if, it, if it, they it, want it that bad though, and if Vince said nine billion dollars, why wouldn't this have already happened? Uh, they have to go through the process. I mean, it may okay. have already. You know, I mean, the one thing is it may have already happened, but we're just going through the process. You know, because yeah. because being a public company, you can't just do it without opening up to bids and things like that so okay um you know i mean there's people who believe that that deal was done the day vince took over and now they're just and everything else is just the process to get there but we'll see right we're talking to dave Meltzer from the wrestling observer and wrestlingobserver.com now speaking of vince there were some stories coming out and it was confirmed i guess by severals that Vince was backstage at Monday Night Raw, but oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, yeah. But word is he had nothing to do with anything as far as creative went, and a lot of people were believing he was just there because John Cena was there. What do you know about this? I know that that's what they want you to believe, and you know he was backstage. He was not. I mean, Triple H was in charge, but I mean he's he has influence on stuff now, and Triple H has even said so. You know, he says they talk about it, so it's not like it's like Triple H is the one in charge, but Vince offers his opinion. And and it's natural that's, that that's, that that happens um, for whatever reason. I mean, like I talked to somebody there, you know, about that, like that night. And it was just like, um, that's what they want you to believe, you know, and it's just like, but, but, you know, Levesque is the one in charge. So, you know, he's the one, he was the one giving all the orders and everything like that. But Vince was there, you know, and, um, you know, whatever that means, long run, you know, we'll see. The, the the biggest question, I guess, though, Dave, is, you know, maybe that's what they want us to believe. But realistically, that could just be what it was, right? Like, it could have just been he was there to see Cena. Mm, I was kind of told it's more than that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, when, I, when I said that's what you want to believe, that's what they want you to believe, that means that it's there's more to it than that. All right. Well, I'll look forward to seeing uh, what, if anything, develops from that there. Uh, WWE did make a big announcement before WrestleMania's even happened, and this is kind of a big deal. Uh, culturally significant as well when it comes to pro wrestling. Going back to Puerto Rico, WWE will be there for WrestleMania Backlash, and they're going to have Bad Bunny as the host of the event. This is this is turning Backlash into what used to be kind of the, the B pay-per-view after WrestleMania into a pretty big event, isn't it? Um, I mean, yeah, in, in the sense that um, Bad Bunny's involved. I mean, they've had pay-per-views in Puerto Rico before, although not none since I think 2005. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be a hot crowd and it'll be sold out. But it was going to be sold out anywhere in the United States as well. So that's not unusual. But Bad Bunny being involved and it being in Puerto Rico, I think it'll be a hotter crowd because that's that that crowd has not seen a WWE show of this caliber in, you know, 18 years. So, um 
you know, they're going to be starved and they're, you know, they're going to have great reactions. But WWE shows, pay-per-view shows have been, you know, I mean, will it be hotter than Montreal? You know, I mean, who knows? Um, Probably not hotter than Montreal. I mean, because that was a unique circumstance. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess the question there, too, is given you, you said, again, they've been starved for it. I mean, there is still a pro wrestling scene in Puerto Rico to this day, but it's it's very weak. Okay. It's very, very weak. I mean, you know, yeah, there was a, you know, Puerto Rico has a legendary scene, um, but, you know, I mean, even before the flood that kind of wiped everything out and it never recovered from that, but, you know, um, but, you know, I mean, it, it had sputtered for years and years and years, you know, I mean, there was, you know, sure in the two, even in the two thousands, there was a, I think there was a later boom, but, but that went way, way down, you know, I mean, it's like everything else, the territorial wrestling at a big level can't exist when you have WWE on television because it's going to outshine any kind of territory. So the people, you know, you're not going to get 5,000 people going to a territorial show like in the old days where, you know, I mean, and they did stadium shows of over 20,000, you know, and sometimes close to 30,000 in their heyday. But that's when they were the only game in town. We're talking to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday night's main event. I'm Mike McGuire, and we're going from backstage stuff and business stuff now, Dave, to what we're seeing on TV. And we are going to talk about AEW as well in just a bit, so don't worry. We've got lots more to discuss. But one thing that came out of John Cena's return, besides Vince McMahon being backstage, was the inevitable promo face-off between him and Austin Theory. A lot of people are coming out of this thing saying that Cena basically buried Theory on Raw. Now, I see it one way. I'm curious as to how you see it, though, when it comes to what happened and what the result of that promo exchange was from Monday. I think that the idea is, is that at the end, Cena will endorse him in some weird form and uh, say, yeah, you've got it. You know, But that's weird because Theory's a heel. Um, but I think that that's the inevitable at some point thing, you know, I mean, may, may, maybe it's even a storyline that's not going to end at WrestleMania and that maybe it will take a year to happen, but I don't see Cena burying him like that without him, uh, you know, winning and, and getting Cena's respect in some form. Okay. That's interesting because the way it's painted right now, a lot of people did come out of that promo watching it saying, wow, there, there's nowhere for theory to go after that. But it's funny, after watching that, I went back and I watched similar promos that Cena did against, well, I mean, the, probably the most infamous one is of late was the one against Roman Reigns a couple of years ago where he said, you know, I'm here doing my job because you can't do yours. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, you go back in his history, I mean, there was a legendary exchange between him and The Rock, but even even a promo between him and AJ Styles where he t he told AJ Styles, of all people, that he didn't have passion as much as John Cena did uh, coming to the ring. I mean, these... These promos from John Cena, they're, they're almost like they almost seem to come off to me as like the work shoot that everybody kind of hopes to to see where it's like, oh, he actually said things like like piping in the crowd noise. And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I did think the piping in the crowd noise was was kind of interesting just because, you know, they they never publicly acknowledge that. And it's and it kind of like if you're a fan and you hear they're piping in the crowd noise. It's and this guy's not getting a reaction. It's like, what else are they doing? You know, so I, I was surprised he said that. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, he's John Cena and he's allowed to say those things. And and that's um, a way to get attention, you know, and and I guess the feeling is deep down. People know that they pipe in crowd noise uh, because it's said so. Um, but acknowledged on TV. I mean, I 
I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't, I would acknowledge on TV that they do that because then it just kind of t- feels more fake that way. Okay, last thing here for WWE, and then we're going to shift over to AEW. WWE Hall of Fame has made their first announcement for inductee, and that is Rey Mysterio. I mean, this ties in perfectly with the storyline between him and Dom, but also he's kind of one of those last names left of of that generation, I suppose, that's a big enough name, but he's still active on the roster here with Ray going in now and being the, the headline, I guess, announcement so far. Do you think this means that we're not going to get Batista in this year again? Because I know that he no was idea. actually inducted over, like, he was nominated or what? what I mean, it's all a thing, but... He was announced to be in the Hall of Fame. Then COVID happened. And since then, there's been no actual induction, no actual speech. So do you think we see Dave this year? I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why not. I don't think the announcement of Ray means no to anyone. But, you know, I heard it's going to be. I, I mean, the word I heard was it wasn't going to be like the, a big, long ceremony like in the past. So maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, Ray and Mudo and I don't know who else. Well, let's give me my next question. Uh, talking about KG Muto, great Muda. He might be someone who's uh, going in. Uh, also, Mick Foley making an announcement saying that he was approached by someone who we wouldn't expect to be approaching him to induct him into the Hall of Fame. My money is on Molina because they always had an interesting relationship uh, off screen. They were always sharing posts and stuff. Have you heard anything as to who Foley's inductee might be? No, I have chance? I have not, but you know, they do, you know, one of the rules is, is sort of the unwritten rules is that you have to have a woman. So why not? I mean, um, but I have not, I, that, that's the first I've heard of that name. I just bring up because it's literally when he made that post, I was trying to think, okay, well, who would be somebody that the fans wouldn't expect? Like you said, we we need to have women inducted as well, obviously. But, you know, they, they always had this this fun social media relationship. So that's that's my speculation for that. Okay. Yeah. I don't let's know. let's move from WWE now because we've talked for a lot about them now. Uh, AEW, of course, the, the big finale to the Iron Man match saw MJF retain his title dastardly ways. It's great to watch. It's great to see. We're going to talk about this a little bit more on the show. But I want to get your thoughts. After beating Danielson in an Ironman match, which is considered to many to be a a pretty big blow-off to anything, I mean, Danielson's going to take off for a while, it looks like. Who do you see being a a viable moneymaker for MJF? Well, I mean, the one thing that they did on that show between um, Adam Page, Ricky Starks, Jack Perry, um who else uh i mean those guys um um wardlow of course um those but i don't think it'd be wardlow because they just beat him um but i would say if i'm going to say i think it's going to be either adam cool or adam page would be the next opponent that's my gut adam page got a great win over moxley um you don't want that win to mean nothing you know because moxley loses very rarely and adam cole you know coming back i'm on march 29th uh pay-per-view is may so that's you know, basically two months, which is plenty of time to build. So I would say one of those two. Now, in your expert opinion, Dave, we saw MJF saying these words a lot. Uh, his his behavior back in well, I mean, he was MJF in the press conference daily. Were you there, by the way? You were there, weren't you? I was at the press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. he, was, he was trying to be CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. That's exactly what I'm asking. Is you know, April is the the prognosticator, the the forecast of time, I should say, of when you were expecting him to be back from his injury, April's three weeks away, a lot of best of the world being said in the, in the match and on the microphone. Do, do we expect anything yet? 
anything's possible. I don't either expect it or not expect it. Um, it's Tony's decision and Tony's not telling anyone. Um, there'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of major morale issues, um, that he would have to deal with, but he may just deal with it or he may not. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, um, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to be in, you know, time is, Mm, you know, I, I, as time softened things a little bit to some people, but you know, there's a lot of people who are still pretty negative, you know, and, 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 you know, some privately and, and a few very publicly of late, you know, about that, that, you know, it wasn't like it was something, you know, it's one thing if he just was mad at certain talents, but it was the disrespect for the entire company that people were really upset about. And that's a tough one. And I mean, like, it could be worked out. Like if, if punk were to go in there and go, look, I blew it. Um, this is it. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of people who would just go, you know, and, and not, you know, and still be mad at him and think that it's a fake apology. Right. If he did that, right. but, but if he did it, at least he would do it, but it's, it's punk and he's an interesting character. And I don't know that he can do that. Um, if he could do that, I think that it could happen. Um, I mean, it's, and it still could happen even if he doesn't, but for a lot from the locker room standpoint, it would be so beneficial if he did. Well, and that's just it. It becomes a game then of what's more important to the company, egos or dollars. And so this is not an ego thing at all. Well, I think it is on, on both sides, though. I'm not saying the punk. I, I, don't think it's ego, never... I don't I don't think it's an ego thing on 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 talent side. It's not. I mean, the talent that I've heard, it's got nothing to do with their egos whatsoever. Um, it is. It has to do with the fact that they think the company was disrespected and then feel very strongly about that and so because of that like i said like if he were to get like you know i'm i'm you know look i'm i'm all for this company i'm sorry i disrespected the company i made a mistake and if he did that i mean that's that's what he should do but i mean is it ego on his part if he doesn't do it i don't know you'd have to ask him you know what he considers it but um you know i mean th there's a ball in his court there's a ball in their court if he just says like, you know, it's, you know, they're, 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 they're declining in interest and they're going to come to me and I can dictate terms when they come to me. He may very well be right. I mean, it is business, you know, so it is, it is very much a business thing and it's a business decision. I don't sense this as, you know, punk's ego. I don't even think ego is the right word for punk. The I reason I say this decision. though, the reason I say this though, is because in my industry and in broadcasting, I can say I've been guilty of it myself too. Everybody can be loyal to the company that they work for. Everybody can feel passionately about the company they work for. But it's still the company they work for. And the company that they work for may not be that loyal to them when it comes no, to dollars no, and cents. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, that's, right. that's where I'm saying, like, personal feelings. And I, I don't know what else to call it, but you go, because it hurts your feelings. It hurts yourself. You put this much into a company. You believe this is the way it should be. And if the company brings back big, bad CM Punk, then it's going to hurt my feelings. It shouldn't be that. I don't, think it has any, I don't think it has anything to do with anybody's feelings at this point. I mean, I think it did. I think it did months ago. But to mm -hmm. that now, I don't I don't think it's a feelings thing at all, especially when you're talking about, okay. you know, may, maybe people will go like, oh, Chris Jericho. But this is not, you know, only Chris Jericho. I mean, you know, there's a lot, lot, you know, and, and, and or the Young Bucks or anything like that. This is this is something where a lot of people just go like, you know, he was, you know, he did. A, I mean, it wasn't one thing. It's the things, you know, and there's the things that you don't know there's a mm -hmm. lot of them and it's just like but is it irreconcilable i don't think so but if the guy comes back without you know like even having to apologize um you know it's 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 gonna be 
you know, I don't think anyone's going to quit over it. And it is business. And I would not, I'd go like, look, it's, it's Tony Khan's contract year and he really needs to get the ratings up. And he has, there's nobody that he has that will draw bigger ratings, at least short term, um, than punk. Um, how big they are remains to be seen, but still he does have the best track record of anyone he has. So there is that business yeah. decision. And that, no, that's but, what but, I mean. How, how many people were annoyed with Shawn Michaels when Shawn was at his worst yet? Who was always in the company and yet who was, well, Shawn was, a, was, a, was a, but, but that was also a very different situation. I mean, that was a situation, but, it, but it's still, it's still base thing. It's still a problem with a top guy absolutely. versus everybody else. So, um, yeah, Sean had a lot of enemies without a doubt, but Sean, um, Sean had a lot of enemies, um, but I think, you know, he, Vince loved Sean, and that was a big part of it. Um, if it was anybody else, they wouldn't have gotten away with it. And Sean was not that great of a draw to get away with it. It was more that Vince just loved him, and um, and that's fine, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 I mean, look, yeah, Sean didn't do jobs. So there's, there's a similarity with Sean. I could see that. I can see that similarity. Yeah. We're, we're having a, a very, not, 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 not that punk never did jobs or anything like that. I never heard of punk like refusing. Well, I mean, he never refused outright refused to, to lose or to put people over. I never, I mean, he was never asked to lose the title other than the Moxley thing. And he did, yeah. it. you know, yeah. it wasn't happy to do it, but he did it, you know, so. Well, I mean, this is all stemming from a discussion about what's next for MJF. So I, I think it's clear to say that one way or another, there's still an interest in in Punk as well. You, so you you could you could absolutely do that match. Um, it wouldn't shock me. Um, I would think if you're going to do that one, that it's more likely to be at uh, All Out than at Double or Nothing. But you know, um, it, it could be. You know, Tony may feel like I need to get this thing rolling. And Punk's the best answer to get the thing rolling. Or he may think, you know what? I can survive without Punk. I'm getting new shows on this. On uh, You know, I'm just getting this one new show, the new reality show. There's talks about other shows. Um, you know, as far as TV goes, my ratings, while they are, are down from what they were, they are still extremely strong for cable television. So he may not feel that he needs it. I mean, because he was... You know, he was one of the people disrespected, you know, in this thing, you know, as much as anyone, because it was his company. All right. It's Mike McGuire here with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com on Sunday night's main event. We go from a very serious discussion to an intriguing one for me. I, I think I'm hitting the road to Winnipeg this Wednesday to go see Dynamite. It's not that far from where I live now. So uh, why not go check it out? Jade Cargill has put an open challenge out to a Canadian woman for a shot at the TBS title. Is this Taya Valkyrie coming into the company, or is this someone that... I'll be completely honest. I know a lot of great Canadian female independent wrestlers that I can name off the top of my head here, especially ones that have wrestled in the Winnipeg area. But is it something like that, you think? Or what sense does it make? I, 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 I guess if I was... I do not know the answer. If I was going to bet, I would bet on Taya Valkyrie because she is... Um, you know, I mean, she just left impact, um, AEW was certainly a destination. I know that they've talked to her. Um, I presume WWE has as well and Canadian wrestler, um, big surprise. She fits the bill. So I, it, it would be, I would tab her as the favorite, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. You know, I, I, but I do know, I do know that they've talked to her that I know for sure. 
Yeah, and there's no way it would be Trish with this whole WrestleMania build. Oh, well, it's on not Trish. Well, so. it never could have been Trish because I'm sure no. she's got like, yeah. I'm sure that she's got what, 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 some form of Legends deal that wouldn't allow her to go there anyway. There you go. I just wanted to get that one out of the way because you yeah, know, yeah, people, people are always going to ask and say. So there you go. Okay, All right, Dave. We had a great list of stuff to talk about today. Of course, there's always more to talk about, which you cover on the Wrestling Observer and WrestlingObserver.com. This week's newsletter that just came out, give us some of the highlights from what people can read. Well, you know, just updates on WrestleMania. Big, big, big coverage of, uh, you know, the um, uh, Revolution pay-per-view, you know, as far as how the pay-per-view did, you know. How did it do, by the way? What were the the final numbers? It's, I, I would say between 120 and 129 um, okay. would be my estimate right now. But a very interesting stats as far as, like, you know, who – you know how how the you know the people who bought that pay-per-view and other pay-per-views that they did or did not buy um especially other aew pay-per-views very interesting um and just the you know all the business stuff there the wrestlemania stuff the um fantastic stardom pay-per-view that they had last week um you know and um the story on the gambling you know which big big story on the gambling potentially yeah, we, we didn't even touch on that here because i mean it's it's still so new but yeah it's it's potentially <laughs> gigantic but i don't i don't sense that it's going to happen because the key a lot of key people in that business have been like kind of laughed at the very idea of putting odds up for for um wwe and i know people will go well there's uh, there are odds up and there are you know overseas but that's small bait you know you know wagering and it's not really yeah. a big thing this would be like where you could gamble on it like ufc in the united states and yeah. um i don't you know i mean there's the, the people who are involved in the gambling business are, are kind of like laughing about it so why well, I, uh, I, I did but, talk about it in our opening segment here but that was that was so shocking to me <laughs> you know it used to be the joke it's like betting on pro wrestling right like as if yeah but, yeah, yeah. Right. and but the changes that have to be made like if it actually were to happen the change that have to be made would be enormous and those that would be then it would be an you know a thing but i don't i don't feel it's going to happen and if it does it won't be soon but yeah a lot of the talent was just like wait a minute you know like essentially the talent would not know their they could not know their programs they could not know their results ahead of time I that's mean, just it how do you do long-term stories like that's well you you can do long-term stories you just can't tell anyone that's the problem yeah. but the, the problem is is like if i'm involved in a program I don't even know where I can't be told where it's going because then I could figure out results and then you can't do that because then, you know, you're opening the stuff up and it's got to be a, and wrestling will be regulated harder than anyone because it is fake fixed predetermined um, than than any other thing there. It's not like, oh, it's wrestling. It's going to sneak through this. It, it, it'd be the opposite in gambling in most places. Yeah, wrestling will sneak through. But but in this one, it won't. So and that's one of the reasons why I don't expect it to happen. All right. Well, one thing I do expect to happen is we'll have this discussion again next week with Dave Meltzer. Dave, always a pleasure. Thank you very much, sir. Okay. Have a great week. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to delve deeper into MJF's future. What is next in your mind for the devil? That and a lot more here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN radio. If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com, a daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day, with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today. WrestlingObserver.com. 
This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. I just wanted to uh, quickly say that we are aware some of the segments are sounding a little better than others this week here. My apologies for that. We've had some digital feedback issues on the Zoom calls and whatnot that we do. So just so you know, we're aware of it. It's going to be fixed by next week. We'll be good. So thank you for for pushing through. It's going to happen again with Joan Mouth coming up. But I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's okay. We still talk about good things. And we like talking about wrestling with you and hearing from you as well on our SNME Radio Facebook page. Before we bring in Joe and Dan to give their thoughts on MJF, now the 60-minute man. Now in line to be, people are saying Ric Flair territory as like a great working heel. And I don't like using a lot of these inside terms a lot, but in this case, I think it makes sense. We all know that there are good bad guy wrestlers that can wrestle really well, and there are bad bad guy wrestlers who can, well, just be good at being bad. And that, you know what? I don't think that's good or bad either. Anyway, let's see what you think here. Posted it today. Who should be next in line for MJF and that AEW World Championship? Or the big Burberry belt? Your thoughts came in. Uh, Harley Jason Strouts on Facebook says, Time to reignite the feud with Wardlow. I want to say Joe, but I'd rather see an AEW original grab the title instead of an old WWE guy. Well, I mean, Joe is an old WWE guy, sort of. I don't think they ever really used him to his maximum potential there. They did well with him in NXT. But I think really Joe is being focused on as an ROH original now. They've got Ring of Honor they're trying to build. So I don't know how much Joe we're going to see on AEW TV moving forward now that ROH is doing their own shows. But then again, they got these house shows coming up. Eh, who knows? It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Samoa Joe in the next little while here. Stephen Bourne says, normally I'd say Wardlow, but he's been booked like crap since Double or Nothing last year. Uh, Hard not to argue with that, man. There's a lot of people that are wondering what has happened to Wardlow. I'm kind of one of them, to be honest with you. Uh, Missy Sykes says, I never really thought about it, but if the rumor of the four pillars wrestling at the next pay-per-view is true, I'd like to see Darby win it from MJF. Win it? Win it. Okay, Missy. We'll see what happens there. I don't... I could see Darby getting a match, getting in that match, maybe, but I, I don't see winning. Like, like they're doing their best they can to make MJF the biggest star, and nothing against Darby. Darby's fun to watch, and he's great, but if I'm looking for a marquee guy, I still think MJF is the dude. Fraz Mirza says, maybe not next, but Adam Cole. Yeah, a lot of people are saying now that Cole is back, they want to see him do what he does. And maybe go after that world championship. And Andre Como from Edmonton says Kenny Omega. Yeah, now that the elite don't have those trios tag titles, could be anybody's game. I'm going to go ahead and say it, though. Y'all are forgetting about Phil. We're going to talk about him next with Dan the Mouth Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo. More on the future of MJF here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event. On TSN Radio. TotalSportCards.com. Canada's number one stop for WWE, AEW, UFC, NHL, NBA, and NFL hobby boxes. Total Total Sport Cards always delivers the most sought-after products. With the best price points in the market that you can find. Keep your collection up to date with TotalSportCards.com. TotalSportCards.com, proud sponsor of Sunday night's main event. 
This is Sunday Night's Main Event on DSN Radio. Welcome back to the final segment of the show. Mike McGuire here. And, of course, with all the things going on in the business end of pro wrestling, we can't ignore what we're seeing and hearing on our TVs, on our live streams every week. And we're going to go back to this past weekend's AEW Revolution. Overall, consensus seems to be a pretty solid show from fans giving their feedback online through the SNME radio social channels as well. And even these guys said, you know, that the TV might not always live up to the pay-per-views. Joining us once again, this is the third week in a row for you guys. <laughs> Dan the Mouth Lavransky and Joe Aguinaldo, they are our AEW correspondents, our, our experts, if you will. They do your nice. weekly AEW <laughs> review. Yep, that's us. Our, our roving reporters in the field, if you will. <laughs> the, uh, the the top guys. Actually, I will. There, that's I, more like it. The I top don't, guys. That's I don't like know it. top guys because it looks like I'm going to Winnipeg this weekend for uh, Dynamite. So I mean, oh nice. Yeah. Are you uh, are you going to be their top guy? <laughs> no, no, we're not going to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, but but we're still top guys. There you go. Well, let's talk about the top guy in AEW, Segway King. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And that is MJF. Now, with such a definitive win over Brian Danielson in an Ironman match that was their first match for the championship. Not a a blow-off, not anything to a, a giant feud, so to speak, after matches and matches. But here we are. MJF retains his title, does it as a dastardly heel would using the oxygen tank, and also knocked off that one weakness that everybody was holding over his head for this match. Could he go 60 minutes? They kind of played that he could, but he was struggling with the the water breaks and the constant delays outside the ring. But gentlemen, I want to ask you now, now that another tick has been marked off the checklist of flaws with the dastardly heel MJF. Where do we go from here with him? Who's next for him on the AEW roster? And who do you think actually would be a credible, interesting challenge for him? I know everybody's kind of got different opinions on this. Joe, you had a great thought on what MJF is and how him winning this Ironman match might not actually be the worst thing for heel MJF. No, actually, I think it's a really good thing for heel MJF because now you've got a guy who can talk that everyone knows he can talk, and you got you got a guy who can prove himself in the ring, a la Ric Flair. Um, you know, Ric Flair always called himself the sixty minute guy, and I mean, back in the day, back in the territory days, yes, he did wrestle a lot of sixty minute matches, but later on in his career, WWE, uh, WCW, not so many, but the sixty minute thing uh, held up. So I, I like it because now you've got MJF who is already like unbearable on the mic. And I mean that in the best heel way. And now he can say, I'm a 60 minute man and he can prove it. And I think that just adds more layers to his character. I love it. Mouth, where do you sit with this tick being checked off the list of MJF and his abilities or inabilities? Well, I, I my, personally, for me, the highlight, I think, I mean, the Iron Man match was great, but honestly, I love the media scrum afterwards where he <laughs> went out there and he got right in their faces like, hey, you guys all thought I couldn't do this. Well, you know what? Eat it. I, I'm great. And I did it. And I, I just thought that was the great follow up. He really is, you know, the total 
And, and, and again, it was classic because he's right, but he's just being a jerk about it, right? So I, I really enjoyed that. So he's firmly established as the dick heel for sure, but he's got all the goods, which is awesome and very much like Flair, like Joe says. Um, the only thing now is, yeah, follow-up is kind of weird. Um, there's a couple that they've kind of teased. I don't know. I mean, I, they seem to have teased both Ricky Starks and Wardlow again here. Uh, Starks, I can't see being a big one. I could see that maybe being a dynamite match or something. But uh, the Wardlow thing is intriguing to me because it's never really been handled properly. Um, you know, it's and it does seem classic in wrestling that as soon as you drop one title, you get a shot at a better title. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Just the fact that they took that TNT belt off Wardlow so quickly. Uh, I don't know if this is opening up the door, but I really think we need to see the proper finish to Wardlow and MJF, which I don't think we really ever got. I was going to ask you guys about that. With Wardlow being the way he's been depicted on TV over the last few months or just being persona non grata in a lot of ways on Dynamite, uh, you know, the haircut, the the disappearance, like it seemed to be a lot of the things that made Wardlow unique are kind of making him... I. I I made this joke on Twitter. I said, you know, Wardlow and, and Karrion Cross are turning into the same person. Prove me wrong. And I'm starting to see almost a, a devaluation of Wardlow a bit. Or do you think this is they're knocking him down to build him back up again? Well, that's what I think. I think you're at that stage right now where you better do something major with Wardlow or all this, the good stuff that was done earlier is, is, is no good. It's all been erased, man. They've, they have so dropped the ball on him that they have to do something. And I think he needs to be in a major program with someone like the champion. You've got the history. You've got the story. You've got to have something in there. Captain. And this, this is a few that you could really, you could really stretch out. You could get a few matches out of it. I I, I think so to me, I, I think it's, it's a great choice. I think the fans will get into it and it's, it's got to help Wardlow because he's got to get out of this, this, this pit he's, he's kind of been put in. Joe, I need to ask you, as someone who sees MJF as the new 60-minute man here, there was that time where Wardlow just played the powerbomb symphony on MJF and, and basically just killed him for a few straight minutes and won the match. Is there a point now where you think MJF has something to prove where he can actually withstand Wardlow, and does it benefit him further to knock yet another viable opponent off, or should this be a chance for Wardlow to maybe come after MJF and and maybe even take the title. I, I don't know about take the title. I don't think you can take the title off of MJF for the next little while. But I do think it's another uh, another sort of uh, proving ground for MJF. I hope I hope you can still make Wardlow look good. And I agree with Dan that you have to do something with Wardlow now because I think you he's starting to lose some credibility. But again, I don't I don't think you're going to be beating uh, MJ, MJF for the title anytime soon. Um, also, I want to throw a couple more names out there because they haven't been mentioned yet. Adam Cole's been talking about being the best in AEW. To me, that means championship. I see him being a challenger down the line for MJF. And now that Kenny Omega is no longer part of the trios title match, you got the best bout machine waiting to happen. If he stays in the company. Fair because enough. there's the rumor <laughs> that, that he and the Bucks are being approached by WWE once their current deal expires. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But, fellas, I, I got to do it. I got to be the guy to put it out there. You know, one thing that, that everybody caught on to, especially when the mics were up close to him, MJF several times referring to himself both in the ring and in that press scrum as the best in the world. April is three weeks away. 
which was the forecasted time for Punk to be healed from his injuries. So do you think it's all possible? And, and what would your feelings be if CM Punk were the one to show up and rain on MJF's parade? Dan, we'll start with you first because I know it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought you were going to do that. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you're right. I'm not the biggest CM, pa- CM Punk fan the stuff he did um, in the scrum and all that before and the kind of the pot shots he took at the company when he really shouldn't have. Uh, but I cannot deny it. I mean, I honestly don't think you should bring him back because of his attitude but on the other side of the coin if it's about making money and you know you know this audience would love to see that feud now the only way thing though when they book it mjf has to come out on top though i think you cannot i would you cannot put the belt on punk i don't think that would be a smart idea but i do think bringing him back with all the hoopla and all the stuff that's happened and them have a successful program and a big match but mjf come out on top i think that would be fantastic joe just took three chugs of coffee to argue against you dan so joe (laughs) what do you have to say about this (laughs) no i i i would love to see punk back i'm not the biggest fan of punk uh either but you can't deny that he's he's a difference maker and as long as they can do business which is the big thing i got no problems with punk being back i could care less about the backstage politics that's not what i pay attention to so well, for me, again, I I am the sole defender of the man on this side of things. I still think that the whole thing was just a recipe for disaster off the get-go. But we live in the now. We can't revise history, and we'll see what happens. But like you guys are both saying, one thing that comes with CM Punk is a lot of eyes and a lot of dollars. They're, they're releasing some stats and comparing some stats, showing what the difference has been without him. So I guess we'll have to see what happens. But... That'll have to wait for at least next week or maybe even next pay-per-view. In the meantime, this is another edition of Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire. Big thanks to Joe Aguinaldo and Dan the Mouth Lebransky for joining me today, who's going to help me end the show. Until next week, as always, thanks for listening. And let us do what we do. Play safe, drive safe. I'll be seeing ya. Brother. Thanks for finding Sunday Night's Main Event. To get the complete show, as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.